Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Today's session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 185 of this study podcast. Thank you for joining back with us as we continue with our study of the Come Follow Me materials for this week. We are covering June the 20, uh, 29th to July the 5th, which is Alma 23 to 29, they never did fall away. And today uh, we are continuing with that. Well, we're going to start our study of the section that is titled God is Merciful in the Manual, uh, which is in Alma 24, 7 to 19 and 26, chapter 26, verses 17 to 22. Mainly uh, it covers the King Antony Philehi's uh, kind of proclamation to his people. And it also covers a little section of Ammon's uh, joy of... Um, praising the Lord for the support and strength they've received from him. Um, before we do that, I want to share a funny experience we had. Uh, so yesterday uh, we were going to do a kind of role play about what happened with the Antinephi Lehi's in burying their, well, first laying down their weapons, then seeing the, or knowing the oncoming attacking Nephi, uh, Lamanites, and then re- deciding to bury their weapons, and then what happened then. And I asked my son to go and get uh, some swords so that we could, you know, reenact this burying the weapons situation. Uh, and he went and then I realised that he just placed on the table a bottle of barbecue sauce. And I was like, um, what's this? And he said, you said to get sauce. And I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> uh, it was just a funny little moment. Uh, and so basically, instead of using, you know, toy swords, we decided to use barbecue sauce some ketchup some mustard some mayonnaise in all in bottles and we were using we were we were burying our sources of rebellion so and i don't know it was just a funny little moment that just made, made me chuckle so anyway going back to the scriptures uh, in alma 24 uh, verses 7 to 9 king antony Lehi is praising god for his intervention in their lives he's grateful for his mercy in reaching out to them through ammon and his brethren that they could receive a forgiveness of their sins uh, in alma 24 verse 10 um, he says about how, um, again, you know, he is grateful that the Lord and uh, has been merciful to them. He says, and I also thank my God, yea, my great God, that he have granted unto us that he, we might repent of these things. And also that he have forgiven us of the, our many sins and murders which we have committed and taken away the guilt from our hearts through the merits of his son. So he's referring to the mercy of God that he has allowed them to receive this great forgiveness of their sins. Um, in a talk in April 2013 called The Saviour Wants to Forgive, Elder Craig A. Corden said this, quote, while um, in, this, in this forgiveness we see the enabling uh, and the redeeming power of the atonement harmoniously and graciously applied. If we exercise faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the enabling power of his atonement strengthens us in our moments of need and his redeeming power sanctifies us as we put off the natural man. This brings hope to all especially to those who feel that your recurring human weakness is beyond the Saviour's willingness to help and to save, close quote. So clearly, King Antinephi-Lehi had recognised the awful state in which his people were, and he was also grateful for the uh, mercy and the grace and the, just, well, the grace that was applied to them, so that not only could they be forgiven, but they could move forward and be completely changed. Uh, and he recognised that in his people. Uh, He said in verse 11, And now behold, my brethren, since it has been all that we could do, as we were the most lost of all mankind, to repent of all our sins and the many murders which we have committed, and to get God to take them away from our hearts, 
for it was all we could do to repent sufficiently before God that he would take away our stain. Um, and so, yeah, again, just you can just sense the huge gratitude um, that Antinephi-Lehi, King Antinephi-Lehi has to God for what he has done for his people. Do we have that same, you know, gratitude? Do we get on our knees each night and just thank God from the bottom of our hearts for the way that he has supported, strengthened, allowed us to receive the gospel in our lives and helped us to change in some way? I mean, without that relationship with our Heavenly Father, we would be different people. I would be a much different person today if it wasn't for the intervention that I've had in my life. Yes, I was brought up in the church, but, you know... There's many people I know that have been brought up in the church that have gone away and done, and done, you know, their own thing. And so am I grateful? Do I have that gratitude um, to the Lord for the way that in which he has intervened and intercepted in my life and given me the experiences that I have had to make me the person I am today? You know, I think that it, it was it's a, a wonderful um, emotion and feeling that King Antony Falihi is having right now, one of true, pure gratitude for the mercy of his God. Verse 12, he then begins this uh, staining analogy. He says, now my best beloved brethren, and I love that phrase, best, best beloved brethren, since God hath taken away our stains and our swords have become bright, then let us stain our swords no more with the blood of our brethren. Now, this is an interesting uh, analogy because with swords, with the metal swords we think of, it's rare, I think, that we... Uh, Imagine swords to be stained uh, with blood. I mean, I'm not uh, a expert on metal or staining, but um, William J. Hamblin and Brett A. Brent Merrill said this about this metaphor. Quote, Although today we speak of stainless steel in Joseph Smith's day, metals were not generally thought of as becoming stained. Staining was a term that generally applied to wood, cloth, or other substances subject to discoloration. If the Nephite swords were the Mesoamerican Mac... Maqua huitl, with a wooden shaft, blood would naturally stain and discolour the wood when an enemy was wounded. Thus, the metaphor of the great mercy of God in removing blood stains from the swords becomes much more powerful and understandable if it refers to wood stained with blood, which only a miracle would remove, rather than if it refers to a metal stained with blood, which a piece of cloth would clean. Close quote. So, you know, a bit of historical context there, I suppose, and I guess that. If we think about, um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that the swords, therefore, you know, in Nephite, Lamanite times must have been these wooden things. Uh, I'm certain there were metal weapons that they had, particularly as the sword of Laban uh, was of a metal um, metal material. Although it does that does also then refer to why the sword of Laban was considered such a, a significant artifact and why it was kept preserved by the Nephites that whole time if metal weapons were more rare than we suppose they were, um, then this wooden um, kind of weapon makes sense that it could be stained and it would be a miracle, as it said, to um, to remove that from, the stain from those weapons. So it's something to consider there. It's something that I hadn't really thought of, but, you know, the fact that there has been um, kind of recorded instances where wooden weapons were used during this time in this part of the land, again, it again makes perfect sense. And this metaphor is made even more powerful and even more applicable, which, of course, again, Joseph Smith wouldn't have known at that time. And so it just adds to my testimony of the, the uh, authenticity of the Book of Mormon. Uh, in verse 14, King Antony Lehi says, And the God, great God has had mercy on us 
and made these things known unto us that we might not perish. Yea, and he has made these things known unto us beforehand, because he loveth our souls as well as he loveth our children. Uh, therefore, in his mercy, he doth visit us by his angels, that the plan of salvation might be made known unto us as well as unto future generations. Um, so King Anthony by Lehi refers to angels. Now, we've got a couple of uh, thoughts here on this as well. You know, it's very feasible that these people were visited by angels. Um, perhaps, you know, we've, we've had a number of angels um, in the Book of Mormon so far. So it's certainly not unprecedented. There's an OY from Book of Mormon Central, which again, I'm not going to have the time to go fully into. Uh, number 360, why does God sometimes send angels to help his people? Uh, we've got experiences in there from the early saints of the church. Um, they're often used in the Book of Mormon too to reveal heavenly truths and future events, to guide people through dreams and visions, to call people to repent, to help those in danger or persecution, to answer the prayers of the faithful as signs of the coming of Christ. So those are just some instances how angels have been sent in the Book of Mormon. Um, but we should, you know, not presume that angels will appear to all of, you know, faithful followers. Um, to read one part of this, um, know why, it says, quote, Believers may sometimes wonder, why don't angels appear to me? I mistakenly think that this is due to a lack of faith on their part. They would do well to remember a talk given by President Wilford Woodruff in 1896, in which he recounted many of his own experiences in church history, including some in which angels ministered to him. He taught that in each of these experiences he possessed the gift of the Holy Ghost, but in those where angels were manifest, it was only because there was a specific purpose and nobody else could do what they were sent forth to do. He taught that the key thing for, the Latter -day Saint, for the, every Latter-day Saint was to always have the gift of the Holy Ghost, and the Lord would see that they were directed right, close quote. Now, thinking on that role of the angel, there's also the argument that perhaps he's referring to Ammon and his brethren as the angels that were visited, uh, that visited the, the Lamanites. Now, I was thinking about that a little, and this was made so much more powerful when you consider that the, it, from Ammon's point of view. We're just going to have a look at one verse from Alma 26, verse 17, which is um, linked to, um, well, which is Ammon's um, joyful um, pronouncement to his brethren, he says, who could have supposed that our God would have been so merciful as to, to have snatched us from our awful, sinful and polluted state? So Ammon's kind of having a, a similar experience to King Antony by Lehi, that he is praising God for his mercy in snatching the um, sons of Messiah from the um, the state that they were in. And again, he uses that word snatched, which we, which we love from last time when Alma was... Um, had awoken from his conversion coma, if you like. Um, but, you know, Ammon and his brethren were in this sinful state. They were visited by an angel and they were able to be snatched from their awful polluted state. We then fast forward some years and now we have King Antibi Nephi-Lehi praising God because his people were in a sinful state and they were snatched from their sins by a merciful God through an angel or through some angels. And I then realised just just there and then, well, Ammon and his brethren are playing the role that the angel played in visiting them when they were in a sinful, polluted state. They are playing that angelic role now to the anti-Nephi-Lehi's. And I just thought it was a beautiful moment where there's this parallel that, you know, they've gone from the sinful state to this converted state, to this angelic state where they are bringing others from their sinful, polluted state. And then we have the anti-Nephi-Lehi's who have this, you know, simple polluted state, they become converted, and then they become this angelic 
messenger in a different role to many other Lamanites in being slain. It's just a beautiful cycle that if we can take hold of, we can recognize we can be angels. We, we, well, we, you know, we have been sinful and polluted. We become converted. And this happens often during our lives, and it should do. And then we go forth and become this angelic person to someone that can also be brought from a sinful and polluted state. And uh, yeah, well, we're well over the time, but and we can't go much further into that. But yeah, that's just something to consider. Thank you for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please share the podcast and please review it. You can email session at gmail.com if you're interested in sending some feedback or also if you're interested in joining a future episode. And there's the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me if you're interested to find out more and to discuss with some other followers of the podcast. Thank you for listening and until we meet again.